ברוך השם, you're a bad Jew. שלום. Thanks for joining us on the Bad Jew podcast, a podcast covering the idea that you are not a bad Jew for being in the middle of your journey. With me today is Rabbi Jack and Shira Malol of Aishlet. Welcome to part two of the dating series. Part two, why do women suck at dating? If you haven't listened to part one yet, be sure to check that out because boy, are there are a lot of guys that suck at dating and here's why. For part two, we're going to talk about the women's perspective on it. And with us today, kind of acting as authority on that, is Shira Malol. Shira, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be back. Awesome. So as you saw in part one, we tested your husband by having him tell his life story in four minutes. We're going to do the same thing for you. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. I think so, but yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Okay. So my name is Shira Malol. I was born and raised in Jerusalem, Israel, in a home that's focused on education. I did my education degree in Israel and moved to England. Uh, that was a dream for me. So I was very much out of the box, not just following what everyone else is doing. So wanted to do something different. And I was always dreaming to do something big. Moved to England without the intention of staying there, but ended up getting two jobs. I was dorm counselor and then also a teacher. Worked out, I was there for about a year and a half. And during that time, I met Rabbi Jack's family. We got very close. And long story short, they made sure we meet. We started dating in England, moved back to Israel, continued dating there, got engaged, married in Israel, started the first three years of our marriage there. I was a medical secretary at that time and also attending beauty school and Rabbi Jack was doing rabbinical school, very different schools, but it was an amazing three years. We also joined this program of building communities around the world and we knew that one day we wanted to go out there, go out of our comfort zones and do something. Again, back to the beginning, do something different, do something big, maybe something that not every single person is doing hopefully achieving our potential in this world. <laughs> Fast forward, we had our first daughter in Israel, moved to England, had a little stop over there, spent some time with Rabbi Jack's family, had our second in England, moved to Oregon, to the University of Oregon's campus, had our third there. We loved our time in Oregon. It was a beautiful experience for us as a couple to being so isolated from family, from anything, but being able to make it, being able to build our own home together, and in fact, being a home for other people. Uh, so it was really, I would say, mind-blowing experience that I think now we joke and we say, if we made it in Oregon, we were all alone, we can make it, we can do anything. You know, with Hashem's help, we can do anything. Fast forward, five years later, we moved here, which was 2017, moved to Los Angeles to build, to start the Aishlet Young Professionals community. And it's been a beautiful journey. I can't mm. even tell you how amazing the people, the, the place, weather is great, just loving it. And I love the fact, I always tell my siblings and they, they say, you know, we're so jealous you're able to do such a thing. Mm -hmm. 
and I say, wow, this is, it's an amazing thing that I've always dreamed of to be able to work. My, my job is something that I, I love doing. I love connecting with people. I love being a resource and I love feeling like I can help and seeing the transformation, seeing how sometimes the small things that I don't even value that much that I could do for someone else or advice or, you know, talk to them, make time changes their whole perspective, their whole life, their whole dating situation. It's amazing. So I'm very honored and uh, I'm glad to be here. I love that. Well said. And you had 15 seconds left on the clock. You did an incredible job. Wow. wow. Yeah, <laughs> that, was that, was, that was that was a great summary of your life story. Isn't it isn't it difficult? To, to put that all into four minutes. She has a great sense of time. As you yeah. can tell, when I did it, it was two minutes. And then, well, that was great. Out. Well, it, I looked up to that. I'm like, I can't do two minutes. I think that's too short. So, for, for those who want to experience kind of the little things that Shira was talking about, you know, Shira really does, um, she calls it little things, but she really does put a lot of, of her time and her effort into Aishla and the Asia Tour community out here in West Los Angeles. Be sure to check out aishla.com to learn about more events and to connect with them. Let's get right into it. Shira, subject of this podcast, why do women suck at dating? So first of all, I would start with, I do not like to generalize because I don't think that, and I'll obviously advocate, I think it's true. Not everyone suck at dating and the same with, with a man. I think women do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm very careful with that. I really don't think we should generalize. Um, but one thing I could say, I, I definitely want to open that up. So we understand also based on the Jewish perspective that men and women work differently, especially okay. when it comes to communication. So oh, yeah. women, they're, they're on a different radar. <laughs> men are on a different radar. So what I find a lot of the times, a lot of the problems are, it could be, that you would say it's the girl's problem because either there are expectations, he should understand my hint. He what? should, that he should definitely is out there. And I'm like, but he doesn't know. <laughs> Until we voice a lot of the times how we feel and what we would like, because if someone really respects you, they're obviously gonna do it, but they, they're not prophets. They sometimes don't know how to read the nuances that our women are very good at. It says in the Torah that women were given bina, binayatera. What is that? It's the special understanding. Like, you know, I would say intuition. reading the intuition that in between the lines, it's not things that are said. It's out there in the air. We can feel it. So we all about feelings, but men might be slightly different, at least majority. So we have to be able to voice things out. And you can add to what I'm saying, because obviously you're a man, <laughs> you know. That's something that I do think is is a thing that sometimes can avoid a lot of just miscommunication, mismessaging, not understanding, like, what's going on? This is so disrespectful what he did. Uh, it just uh, going backwards and understanding, it really all ties into the understanding that we're different and we need to operate on different radars, but find a way to bridge the gaps. Absolutely. Good Through education. Good communication like. helps mm -hmm. it's so it, much. It takes you a tremendous far. So that's actually really interesting. I've never actually had uh, that conversation about the superpower of women, right? And you, like the way that you framed it is that women have a higher EQ, so to speak. They're more intuitive and more in touch with what is around them. 
And that's actually kind of interesting. If that is a superpower of women, what is the superpower of men? Right. From, from a Jewish perspective, the man has the ability to solve things, actually to be removed from the emotion to a certain extent and um, to apply a lot more of just the intellect, which is not always so healthy and not so good, but it's needed in a relationship. Right? We need a balance. That's we need that saying. balance. Balance is important. So whilst the Isha, the woman has Bina Yetera, he has the Chokhmah, which is the initial spark. Look at it like a relationship, if, if, you, if you want. In, in, a, in the physical, intimate relationship, the male is able to give something which has hundreds of sparks in it, right? In the actual intimate relationship, right? There's, there's millions of sparks of children that can be formed from the male energy. And the, the female energy is able to take one of those and build a child out of it. So that's, that's the power of the woman is to take one energy that's the, of, of so many, focus on it and nurture it and build it and eventually create a child. The male has the ability to give so much, but it doesn't last. But it's long. not directed always. It's not directed. Right, yeah. It's not lasting as long, but that's the initial spark. That's why we, we our thing is like if, if there's a problem, let's solve it. Whilst yeah, I'll give that example. I, th I think it's so important because yeah. it happens all the time in relationships. And this is example where, re where, where communication is important and understanding that there's... The differences. The differences in communication. Yes. So, so, so I'll it. give an example. Okay. A woman can, you know, a, a woman can tell her husband or boyfriend, my leg hurts. You know. Well, husband more than... Yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. Uh, you'll cut that part. Okay. <laughs> that, was tell, that was a depressive moment. I don't want to cut that out. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. a, a wife could tell her husband. Okay. Okay. My leg hurts. Okay. So what goes on in her mind? What goes on in his mind? So her mind is, this is a way for me to connect. I want him to listen to me, to <laughs> hear my pain. Not necessarily hear what I should do because I obviously know that I can take painkillers. I obviously know that I can go to the doctor, right? We both agree that, you know, on that. Okay. But the way we would connect is I want you to relate to me. This is how we relate. We bring the emotions. Now, what a man would do, the husband could do, wow. And obviously he cares about her, right? He really cares about her pain. He feels it. It's like, let me get you painkiller let's book you an appointment for the, the the doctor it's like no 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 i'm not asking you to give me solutions i just want you to hear me so this is kind of like it's a joke but it's reality right a lot of the times that a lot of small even nuances and 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 arguments just happen on the fact that we just don't there has to be understanding so i think the education is very important Education of relationship, education of understanding how we work, how women work versus men, understanding they're not supposed to be prophets and understand what I mean. And so this is something, right. by the way, that the education I got before I got married. So in the in the um, Torah observant community, before you get married, it's very normal and it's very advised to like have some pre-marriage classes, which me and Rabbi Jack give to the couples that we work with. And a lot of that also based, and we focus on the differences and understanding each other. And if this happens, what does that mean? Like 
kind of like breaking up situation to understand, to really get to really get into the other person's mind and understand where they're at. And that is so if important can, yeah, and essential so, for the so relationship. Another example, I'd yeah. just like to, to kind of maybe like really get Make people to feel strong, yeah. and understand what we're saying. Okay. It's like at the end of a day of being away from each other. So you, you're in work, she's in work and you come back home yeah. and you walk in the door. And the first yeah. thing you see is you're like, oh, great to see you. How was your day? And your spouse says to you, right? Your wife says to you, oh, don't ask. I'm so tired. So that's not something you want to hear as a, as a man, you want to solve that. You and that, that is confusing for men too. Cause it's like, how do we show care without asking questions? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, so what's the answer to that? So, yeah. And sometimes <laughs> you think to yourself, okay, next time I'm not going to ask, you know? So, <laughs> so what you say to yourself is, okay, um, let's solve that. How can we fix that? I'm the man of, I, I want to be a man. I want to be a mensch. So I need to solve this. So you say, you know, Honey, I totally get it. I'll do the, I'll do the cause. I'll I'll get the house ready. I'll clean that. You just go to bed, you go sleep, and it might I'll, work sometimes, but <laughs> right. Yeah. But you're you're basically saying immediately. Your first reaction is, how can I solve this? But that's not necessarily how what she wants. It could be that it's because you've been away from each other all day. And she just wants to connect and tell you a little bit she about misses what she's you. She so misses like, you. Ask me about my day. Ask me about what my happened? day. I like that you're asking. And I'm telling you that something hurt me. I'm tired. And let's talk about it. So what a man should do, if you're educated in, in, in what is necessary for making a marriage work, is to say, oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Can I sit next to you? Tell me more about that. I'm so sorry. T tell me how that must feel. Like You must be so tired. So that, that must feel hard on you. Or what uh, happened today? What happened? Oh, yeah. You know, that's called empathizing, not necessarily uh, solving it, solving the problem, which is okay. what we would naturally tend to do. Um, but it's not necessarily the right thing that we should do in, in, in that given situation. Right. And, and you know what? And I'll add also another thing. I sometimes tell to people, tell couples, it's very healthy just to just be open. So I tell the women, you know what? If you are not sure how it's going to turn out and you really want attention, or you want something, just say, I actually don't want a solution. I want you to sit next to me. Just speak it out. Speak it out. Women yeah. are very good at hinting things, at saying things, but not necessarily verbalizing it to like, you know, bottom line, all I want is just like, I want your attention. Don't be on your phone. No TV. I just want you to be with me, period. Okay. That's all I it's want. It's been a hard day, mm -hmm. and I would love for you to sit next to me. I really would love you to sit. And wouldn't the guy say yes, absolutely? Right. So there's a there's a joint effort here of understanding the needs of each yeah. other and then yeah. fixing right. them through the education. Uh, and and yeah. that's why education is so important when it comes to marriage and relationships, which we don't get enough of. So, yep. okay. So I have I have a funny question then for Shira. Okay. okay. <laughs> I can hope you, I can answer. <laughs> I, I think you can. Can you give me a real life example of one of these moments like one of these moments where you kind of realize that maybe you need to um, be more open with your relationship with you and rabbi jack before oh, you two were married yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, i want to hear oh, a no. story I, I want a story tell me a story <laughs> uh, i was super productive that day it doesn't have to be a bad day okay super productive i did so much i created events i connected with so many new people i had amazing meetings i'm coming with all these energy and end of the day, lots of, you know, d getting the kids to bed and all that. And, and then 
wow, I had such an amazing day. Now, if I wouldn't get the question as, what was amazing today? What did you do? Then I would say, I want you to ask me, <laughs> you know, I want to share. I want to share how today was. It doesn't always have to be, I wanted to give a positive example. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, I'm so tired, which happens too. Yeah. Um, ask me about my day, but it's more of like, and that's something I've learned to voice out, to just verbalize, because I know it would be much healthier. It's better. Why should I wait for this hint to create an understanding in my husband he might not get it the right. truth is now after I 13 years marriage i think he reads me so I at some it. point it does happen naturally when you're really with you're really in tuned mm -hmm. and he gets it but it's it's not a bad thing to share <laughs> yeah know? and it's so true like chaz i'll ask you as a guy you know if you're date if you're on a date and you and she says to you I had an amazing day. What's your answer going to be? That's great. I want to hear more. What made okay, it amazing? That's a good guy, right? But as a guy, generally what we do is we cut it very short. And that, like, um, that's amazing. That's okay. amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> right. And then let's go on to the next topic. You know, things that I'm thinking about, you know, I'm on my podcast and I'm busy with it, you know? <laughs> right. So, so when someone in, in a relationship, when a girl says to you, I had an amazing day. She wants, she needs you to actually ask. That's amazing. I want to hear more. Please tell me right. exactly how it was. That okay. is exactly what she wants. And what she was saying is voice that. If you're not getting it because you're just moving on to the next topic, you need to voice that. And nicely and respectfully. Like, and I really want you to tell Helping me. him understand where you're at and what you really want. And I, and like I said, communication is a key to that. But the first key is really understanding the differences. That's that's that I think sometimes is a big problem in dating. That in makes general. sense. So that's that's one that's one aspect, one one facet of of a woman's perspective on dating. Yeah. Um, what, what's another what's another thing that we can explore about the woman's perspective on dating? Unfortunately, so this one is not a positive one. A common thing that I do hear from so many women, I would say I've heard it more on the younger side. So when we were in college and like, it's a different style. So obviously dating isn't serious. It's dating to date. Women feel used, women get hurt. And that's where this stereotype and they keep saying, guys are just, you know, they're, they're horrible. Or pigs. Yeah, they're just like ridiculous. <laughs> and so when they yeah. get older, unless there is intensive like, work to change that mentality of thinking about guys because the truth is yes they were some of them are but you obviously need to attract the right person the person that would respect you right. that would connect to you on your on on your level and understand you and that does happen but in order to get to that you have to open your mind a little broader kind of like move past what you've thought about guys because what i think is a big deal for a lot of women that have it hard in dating and finding the right person. They have a certain perception in their mind about guys and it just doesn't let go. So it, it doesn't, it kind of blocks them from being who they are or looking in a really positive light on a guy that could be a really good prospect for a partner. Yeah. And they sometimes can mess it up for themselves. But so I feel like that's something that, it, you know, it's the thinking, shifting the thinking, understanding that 
of course, you know, some experiences are really painful and hurtful, but understanding that those are individuals. And when you are looking into the real world and for something serious, again, we're talking about serious, because in the non-serious, there is a lot of problems. It is a lot of using. It is a lot of like, I'm just doing it because I'm enjoying from it, not counting the other side, all, not all the time. So when it is something that's serious, then you start really thinking, what am I looking for? Oh, so someone who respects and loves me. So don't keep thinking about like, oh, guys are horrible. You're not going to attract the right person. You're not going to attract, you don't have that. Am I voicing it right? You don't have right. that positivity towards, let's say, the guy that you're dating. And it's not conscious, it's subconscious. So it's I, I'd it say hurts. it ties into our previous podcast where we said mm -hmm. that, you know, it's not experiences don't need to come through dating. Growth as a person doesn't need to come through dating, meaning not on the expense of somebody else. Right. We obviously and have growth through that in the relationship, but not your own personal either issues or things that you, you've dealt with in the past and you need to work on. And those really give a hard time for women to move past because we're so emotionally connected and we invest. And when they get into a relationship, they're a lot of the time they are all in and then they really get hurt. Or because of that, here is a perfect example, could be a really good guy, but they're scared to give Make their full, commitment. fullest. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it will never work. You have to put something. So, okay, that back to, the, to square one, you don't just go into any relationship because right. you don't want to get hurt. That's exactly it. Make some research. Let's see that this relationship hypothetically could work. And then slowly you are investing. But if you're always keeping a distance, there's always like something blocking you. And a lot of girls would say that they feel like something is stuck. Then obviously something needs need to, to be done. It. You got to, there, there's work that needs to be done. Put it this way. Being in a relationship and breaking up is like a mini divorce. It's a it's serious, hard. hard thing. And On it, the emotions of it, the, the woman. Yeah, it's, it's hard. A, yeah. It's hard. It causes trauma for the future. And that's why it's not... You know, you don't want to get yourself into a relationship thinking, oh, I'll do this. And if, if it doesn't and work out, I'll at least I have experience. Yeah. At least I had a good experience. That's no. not an experience that you you need. You, but getting, you not need that. getting back to the root of what you were saying, Shir, about, you know, a woman dated, got a generalized perspective on how men are, are just, you know, all pigs. Right. You didn't say pigs, but we're going to. I didn't say that. But I'm going to say, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but you know, there are scummy dudes out there, right? There are guys that mistreat women that betray the trust of people. And because of that, women go on with their lives with this air of insecurity about moving forward and dating. Right. So being said, is that really the woman's fault? This is very individual because I work with a lot of people and I wouldn't say that between all of them, there is a pattern, maybe, but not always. I mean, it's very hard to generalize. Sometimes it is. Right. I'm not saying that it's only, that's another thing. Who said the, the problem is all, only with the guys all the time? Okay, Sometimes true. it's the woman. Right. She didn't, you know, she let it be. She let him use her. She knew it's not moving forward. It's not going anywhere. She could have cut it, but she didn't. So I'm not judging here, but I'm saying sometimes it's the guy. Sometimes it's the girl. It's really, I don't think there is something we can pick on and say, this is the fault, fix this, and you're good to go. That you is true. It's, it is very case by case because, you know, if, if, a, if a girl, you know, happens to be dating a, an undercover womanizer, right? 
then then there's going to be some scars and there's going to be have to be some some challenges to overcome but it, let's say it's just a, a situation that didn't go the way it was accordingly you know there's a lot of issues that we talked about in part one which is you know right. the lack of knowing yourself right yeah that and because of the lack of knowing yourself you didn't know when to put restrictions up you didn't know when to set the boundaries that needed to be respected and because of that uh the relationship went sour and became toxic right right so there's a lot of work that needs to be done following that to get to that point i, I guess i guess i'm trying to echo what 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 i'm under what i'm understanding from what you said and i think that's actually i think there's definitely something to be said about that you know yeah and i and i would say i will add here that again it's not the end of the world if right. someone had a scar from the past or they have a certain thing they got to work on it's not a big deal the same way people understand it very clearly that in your business you should have a mentor you should have people to ask and we mentioned that yesterday yeah um likewise in dating mm -hmm. we when we do the the dating series one of the topics that we focus on is creating your dating uh, team. a team mm -hmm. what is the team it doesn't have to be a team of five people it could be one person but one person that knows you and that makes time for you mm -hmm. and that doesn't have obviously it can't be a friend that's your age because unfortunately i've seen a lot you know it, you just can't trust a life advice for someone who is your age and might even have personal interest. personal interest that you don't even know. They wouldn't even tell you. And unfortunately, I've heard lots of different things. Always better someone who's out, out of your circle, someone you look up to, someone who knows you, objective. that can give you an object, objective opinion throughout mm -hmm. your dating. So keeps you in checks and balance, helps you understand mm -hmm. what's not good. Where is my boundaries? Where didn't I send the right boundaries? Where am I wrong? Is it my fault or his fault, you know? help discuss these things and understand better and then move forward in a healthier way. Yeah, I, I think I respect that approach. And I think that there's a lot to expand on with that. To my next idea, right? Mm -hmm. And you kind of acknowledged this prior. But, you know, I, I have a I have a lot of female friends Shira, you've even pointed out before, uh, even on the Israel trip, you said, Chaz, you know, at this point, I think you said this to me, I think you said, <laughs> you should join one of the women's classes or something like that. Because <laughs> I just, I, 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 you know, I've, I've always been very comfortable being friends with a girl without looking at it as, oh, this is someone I'm, I'm interested in romantically. I'm able to separate that and I'm able to, I, I've always, I've always been good at girl time is what I'm saying, uh -huh. right? In fact, a lot of my friends tell me I have a uh, girl dad energy. Uh, they said that they, they said that I'll have daughters one day. They they they've made a prediction. So um, they've obviously not heard all your dad jokes, and then they're oh they're... oh yeah, I've dad jokes for days, but um... they're amazing by the way. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Coming from an actual dad, that means a lot. So thank you. What I wanted to say though was, you know, I, I have a lot of female friends that, you know, they they come to me and they say to me, you know, <clears> I've <throat> dated or I've looked around. Los Angeles. I'm talking about specifically Los Angeles, but this could be applicable to New York. This could be applicable to Tel Aviv or Jerusalem yeah, or any city. Anywhere. Anywhere. Right. I just can't find the guy. I just can't do it. What does that mean when the, when the girl is in that position where they, 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 they just having such a struggle finding the right guy. Is it the geography? Is that the only, is that the issue? Is it just simply a change of place that they need to go like, Oh, better go move over to Memphis now. Is that the issue? Let me tell you, there's a few aspects that I want to bring here together. Yeah. 
we know that from a Jewish perspective, making matches, it says that it's one of the hardest things, even for God. It's like it, it's unheard of, really. Like there's something that's so hard for God to do. Even we God, understand. who was able to create the world in seven days. Yeah, like it says, "Kashes divugoshel adam kekriat yamsuf." It's it's so hard to find a match. It's like the splitting of the sea. It's like why is it? So we recognize that matching people, it's not just like anyone who you could see, male, female, put them together, they're good to go. You want to make sure it's successful, they last forever, hopefully they have kids, they, they build a legacy, you know, that's successful and healthy. And I see that understanding that the idea of finding someone, finding a soulmate is not just like in the tip, uh, you know, like I said, in our generation, we're so used to that everything is so fast. I go on, you know, Amazon Prime, Instacart, I get everything I want within like the same day, next day. But understanding the life doesn't always work that way. And we, we understand from a Jewish perspective, I understand that Hashem runs the world. He knows when is the time for me to meet my perfect one. If I meet him before the time, it wouldn't be good. Mm -hmm. He knows when it's time. Now, no one has the answer to that. If I would have the answer of to give people when I'm going to get married, when I'm going to find that, it's like the billion dollar question or even more. It's worth the lifetime if I would be able to give these answers. I don't think there is a specific answer to that. So it does give a person more chances to work mm -hmm. on themselves. If they see that something doesn't work, they need to stop pursuing. What can I do to help myself? Right. Maybe it's something I need to work on. Maybe, maybe. You know, this is another Jewish idea. Maybe I need to move. I need to change my environment. Things will change. I'll start attracting blessings. Well, different Maybe, people. Yeah. Not necessarily changing house or where you live. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, it could be also changing yeah, the no, place you live. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like people will resort to that too quickly and saying no normal Jewish guys right, we're not LA, we're not talking about leave. like let's move around, but I've seen right. also from people that we've worked with something didn't sit well with them here in LA, for example, mm -hmm. and we've explored all options, all opportunities, just didn't feel good with it, and mm -hmm. and their heart drew them, and I think it's Hashem talking to them. Her heart, their yeah. heart drew them somewhere else, right. to New York or to right. another big Jewish community, community. community. and. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm not going to mention names, but there's people I know that next day they, they moved and they found someone. Yeah. And okay. it's serious. And, and I, so I'm not saying it's, it's not like a, a magic, but we do believe that when you make a certain change in scenery, maybe that also helps. So I'll give you an example. You know, someone, it, it's even with kids mm -hmm. in education. A child has a tantrum. <laughs> We've experienced that. They're so into their like screaming. They don't want to hear a thing. What's the best way to get them out? Like to just stop, stop your behavior oh, is no, like, not. right. Could be change of scenery. Take them the outside. door opens. Look who's here. Look what I have in my hand. I have chocolate. You straight away, like cut wherever they were. You take them out of their like mode by introducing them to something else. And then five minutes later, they're fine. They don't right. remember they, they cried for the past hour. You know, that happens. So I feel like applying that obviously in different ways in real life, sometimes something doesn't work for me. I don't feel good with myself. My day is not going well, stepping outside. You know, I'm talking about small things that we can do 
So when it comes to dating, you can do obviously a little better than that. You know, right. maybe changing if you feel like the environment that you're in, the friends that you're around are not the most positive. Yeah, changing that, that's a big I thing. I feel like friends is a big issue because like most times people will tell me, uh, you know, I don't find anyone. And I really, th when I get to the core of it, it's more of a problem within than the yep. place. It's like someone who, who quits his job and um, nothing works for them and then he's just unhappy in his job before you quit just first find out if life is unhappy for you more than the job you know you go to another job but you won't like it there you'll try this <coughs> career you won't like that and it, it th right you have to first get to yourself inside and ask yourself why am i unhappy right that's that's why? the first step that we said yeah i said like if something doesn't work that's what you need to do first first and then pause and right. look and then your agree. Life. yeah like then you say, okay, I've done everything I can. Exactly. This place doesn't work. The people are very different. Let's Maybe go to a different Maybe I should community. be, yeah, right, open-minded. Maybe I should try out New York for two months. No. No. no commitment. Just to see, just to change up a little bit, mm -hmm. be out of my environment and see what that does uh, to me. So that's number two, I said, because the first one was introspect, like into yourself. And if you think you need help, seek the help that you need and objective. help yourself grow. Someone who's objective. Then the next thing is maybe changing a scenery, friends, place, move, whatever that is, mm -hmm. and also to be discussed with the person that you look up to. And the third thing, I believe, obviously, from a Jewish perspective, is prayer. We believe that the power of prayer is so, it literally changes world. So what we believe, there's so many blessings out there floating in the air. When I'm plugging into a prayer, but understanding it with, with the, the meaning behind it, what I'm doing really, I'm trying, I'm plugging up to the source, to the energy, the energy to Hashem through those pipes that I'm creating with my prayer to plug into all these floating blessings in there. Mm -hmm. And then the blessings will find a way to me. So when you open yourself up to blessings and being very vulnerable, vulnerable and, and also understanding someone is running the world. Mm -hmm. Hashem is there to look out for me, not to make it hard and horrible for me. So this is experience that I need to learn yeah. from, and maybe there's something I can grow from it. And so I, I believe that that's something that definitely um, another faith, thing that could faith, help. Faith, by the way, is such a big part of making it is. your dating work. When someone yeah. has faith, they don't date the wrong person. They say to themselves, the right person will come. I'm not just going to say, oh, at least this is a... Yeah, a, I, I've heard a, that before. At least somewhat. I'm with someone. I'm like, really? Right. Is that really... Is that what it's about? Right. Is it in college that you have just like the pressure to not be single? Like, seriously, this is about your life. It's not about being not single. It's about right. finding one. your only one. <laughs> yeah. So to Yeah, so to conclude on what I've come to understand here is that yeah. I think something that from the from what Shear was saying that that women can do to improve their, their dating situation is one to not generalize, right? And two is to communicate clearer in terms of getting the man to come back from solution mode into empathy mode, right? Yes. Connected, and then yeah. and then one of the main points as well is that sometimes a change of scenery can make all the difference in in improving the the personal journey that it takes to be ready to find yeah. a good husband in that or a good partner in that situation so i think that 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 makes sense and there's a lot of other aspects there are kind of some sub points that you both meant uh, added when it comes to prayer and faith self-exploration i think really 
concludes this very nicely. Shira, if yeah. people want to get a hold of you and connect with you on a deeper level, what is the best way they can do that? They can reach out to me on social media. So we have actually a joint account, but it's me on it. So Facebook is Shira Jack Melul, M-E-L-U-L, or Instagram, same Shira Jack Melul, M-E-L-U-L, that's the last name. That's probably the best way to reach me. And if anyone needs any help in anything or clarifying things from someone who is objective, very happy to plug in and connect and be a resource as much as I can. Wonderful. Shira, thank you so much for your insight from the woman's perspective on this. This was a, a great challenge for me because I don't have the opportunity to have that conversation on a regular basis. And it puts You're me in always the position welcome to, <laughs> to ask questions. So, yeah. Thank you for that. And Rabbi Jack, thank you so much for your insight from the male's perspective. And thank you both for representing the idea as a couple and kind of confronting that with me. This was a really fun workshop to expand on. So thank Amazing. you both. This was incredible. Uh, yeah. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Part of the Bad Jew podcast. Oh, thank you. It was an honor, and I can't wait. Shalom.